welcome back everybody. <laughs> we have the wonderful modern day maestro Iolo Paolo Botaro and the beautiful counselor Lena Messina and myself, the Sicilian Queens, sharing goddess and goddesses, sharing the wonderful story of Iolo and goddess. goddess. Today we're gonna talk about Isidi the beautiful sculpture that Eolo restored from new, you, was it from new you started it back new? Yeah, it wasn't a restoration, it was a, it was a re, recreation of a something. Recreation. That so we're going to talk from the start, let's tell us a bit of the story about her. Right. And, yep. you, yeah. and then we'll talk a bit about what you did in Polizzi and then we'll talk how actually the two of us you weren't there, but then I got to see her when you just finished her. Yeah, I went off, yeah. So tell us a um, bit about who Isade is. Okay, Isade, in a way she's a, a the name Isade, she's almost a fictional char char character that she got given that name in a document. Um, but I'll go a little bit f uh, further, further back. Um, Basically, within uh, this small town that we mentioned in the in the last episode, Polizzi Generosa, um, there there was a tale, uh, or not a tale. There was a there was a real story of a statue that was destroyed by a bishop from Cefalu. Um, now, uh, in modern times, nobody saw this statue because she was obviously destroyed, um, but. A document was produced and uh, an etching or an engraving was produced um, that pretty much gave us an idea of what she possibly looked at. Whether the drawing was done directly from the statue or done, my belief is it was done from memory a bit later um, with descriptions and so forth. Anyhow, it was detailed enough. Um, uh, to give people an idea of what she looked like. Uh, but the reason why she got given the name Isidè is because, uh, like all of Sicily, um, you had the Phoenicians and you had the Greeks and so forth. And I think in this particular uh, region, you had the Phoenicians up, up, up on the top. And basically there were, you know, the towns that exist today as medieval sort of um, towns uh, were actually like, set of cools and so forth with temples and so forth. So there's even a street within Polisigen also called Via Isida and so forth. So, so most likely there was a, a temple, I'd imagine, in, in the region or several temples, um, you know, votive things. It was just like having the Madonna, really. Like, you know, they even say that St Agatha from Catania, her origins are Isida. You know, it's an evolution. Of, yeah, it's pretty intense when you... Anyhow, I didn't want to bog myself too deep down into that because I needed to freshly approach uh, the recreation of the statue as a new vision of her as well. Um, but at the same time, I had to be very truthful to the icon iconography that she had. You know, the, the emblem, she had a little triangular emblem with a flower. She was holding what looked like Many people say a tamborino or a mirror or a jewel. No, nothing is um, concrete 
on who she was, but with the, along with the myth, the Izide name sort of became the Izide of Polizzi sort of thing. Uh, so so that, that's kind of her origins. And, and they say that prior to her being destroyed, she was found in a pozzo, in a well, um, and then she was put on display in the Chiesa Madre, the main church, for 100 years without an issue. And apparently the women, um, uh, you know, would uh, visit her. Uh, there were, you know, again, the, this is secondhand, you know, more than secondhand information. It's like that, you know, they, they would visit her if they were pregnant or something like that. She was a deity that, that and the peculiar thing about this particular statue that struck me immensely because I've never seen anything like it is the fact that she had three form, three faces. She had like a, a young character, she had her as a protagonist, and she had an old man. And they were all, um, and then uh, just a female body. So not three bodies, because three bodies would take you to Hector, which is a, a Greek goddess that has three, three bodies. Um, and then there's a two form as well. Uh, so, so again, jumping back to the last episode, that we spoke about that connection and that longing and that looking for something of Sicilianality. Um, I was completely open. I I was eating. I was devouring Sicily. I was open to everything, and I was I was letting it lead me. And it was boom. I got brought to this. Never sculpted on that scale. Done little things. Wow. So um, I convinced a town and patrons that I was going to, after 300 years of her destruction, give her back. So again, going back to the other episode, when we say about- Stop, stop, stop. I'm taken, I'm taken by that. That has completely- (laughs) Freaked you out. (laughs) Freaked me out. Because you've gone back to a story where somebody, I don't understand why the bishop did that, um, destroyed her. And here mm. comes Mr. You know, Mr. Botaro from Melbourne, Preston, comes across to this Sicilian town, gets seduced by this statue, and you have this pool. You were seduced. Yeah. You have a yeah, pool got it. to bring her back to life. That's, yeah. that's a love story. <laughs> I want to know. The Pulitzani saw me every night. And they're like, you spend too much time with <laughs> Can I ask you, I'm, I'm a bit intrigued about the three heads. Do you think that old man represents the wisdom and maybe perhaps it's three different layers of her growing up and what she had to share? Why do you think the three faces? Look, in my research on a technical level, like we, we un, you know, started to unveil uh, the possibilities of where she fit in historically and, and prudence was one of them. And, and prudence is represented normally with two faces and a mirror looking behind you. Okay. So, so, so there there's just three forms. And, um, but there's also like a Tiziano painting um, that has a, uh, it has a, uh, a fox, a lion, and a and a wolf—the three Ooh. phases of life. You know, middle age, you're a bit 
oh sorry you're a lion when you're young you're you're foxy you know you're sort of like trying try and get away with shit killing the chickens and <laughs> and then obviously as you're older you're foxy you've, you've been if you've survived you've been there you're a wolf. So, yeah. so my strong belief is that um that time uh, governed by prudence is is a definite uh, connection to this sculpture they're the three phases what's peculiar about her is that it's not an old lady but it's an old man man and this one here is what's the word Indo- androgynous you know it's neither yeah, neither neither a hermaphrodite neither male or feet yeah so when you when you do create something out of clay form do you become the person or do you watch the person in it so you're either encapsulated by her beauty or you watch her as watching a movie so do you become her or do you watch her it's a good question I, I, my feeling from my experience and this is how I now work all the time is the piece even the piece or the object even though it yet doesn't exist does exist the the matter is um, the matter is put through me and I have to assemble it um, and everyone that would come in there would say bravo maestro you're, you're a may my god da, da, da. is this your first is this I said guys to tell you the truth I am not driving this I and you might think I'm silly but I'm not the driver in this situation possibly I'm guiding that's and why I asked so, the question. I was curious or, yeah. you know, it really may, it may I wanted to know, yeah. It may sound all mystic or whatever the hell, but I'm just telling you the truth of I yeah. never sculpted. Well, it was, a, it, it was a time in life where this statue stood still in, in how many hundreds of years? How old Three. was she? How old? 300, so 300, 300 years. 300 years she stood in the well, in the church, she was broken, but it was a gap in time where life waited for you to come along. Yeah, yeah. well, I had to take it with that point of view. I had to take it because you can imagine also, like who the hell am I coming in to a town where I know nobody, because I knew nobody. Yeah. I was just very fortunate because of fate or whatever the hell you want to call it, yes. that I met. The people at the Sicilian house, which Carmela brings you and I together, um, and that that they were Australian, and and without that, that then reiterates the Australian Sicilian. It's all, it's all a connection. It's like she's staying there, waiting there, and all of them, everything divinely. That your your path is slowly evolving, evolving, evolving. My path is slowly evolving. Lena's path. And then all of a sudden it's like an intertwined connection and it's saying, now we need to let these people meet, you know, and, and each one is going to be part of this. Yeah, yeah. Like Suzanne yeah. and Gay Dan or from the Sicilian house. Oh, huge, huge. huge. Um, that you stay let's talk here. about him. So he, he, had a link to, he had a link to Australia. So how did you meet and what happened? Okay, on that, on that, let's let's say it like a tale like this. On that fateful day, it sounds like Gilligan's Island. <laughs> on that fateful, I I managed to have yeah, a meeting. I managed to have a meeting with the syndicate, 
Uh, oh, sorry. On that fateful day, I have to go back. I managed. Uh, I was. I was in the museum. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Now we go back to the documentary, which, but you have to just bear with me. I visit Pulitzi by pure accident. No, it's not fate. Fate, destiny. Bye, the, the road between Palermo and Catania uh, had crumbled, and I had to do a detour. So I end up. I know you're, you're laughing, Lena. I love this. I love this. <laughs> and it's 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 this is genuine. This is no bullshit. Uh, I do a detour. I I say, oh, Kevin Frege, you know what I mean. I'm going to stay one night and visit a town. I said, this is the longest detour I've ever taken because it started winding. You know, the windy roads go down. Started going, and it was foggy as it. And this medieval town appears to me only the next day because I couldn't even see it because it was in cloud. And I, I wake up and the first thing I do in every Sicilian town is I wear, well, first I have the cornet and the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I say, I said, you know, where's your local museum? And then I was like, my God, look at the collection there. Because you're always surprised. You do not know what is, the place is a Pandora's box of treasure. You know that, and you're the only one in the museum. Always, you're you're. So it's always. It's it's not like being in Florence and it's being pillaged and raped by tourism. You're you're having the personal experience, almost individually by yourself. Anyway, I'm in there and I do all the museum, and then she pops up as an image, and this, and I, and I was struck by the three faces, and it was the little drawing that was in the uh, original documents. Um, when she got destroyed. And then I asked, you know, I asked the, the attendant there and it just, boom, I said, I have to make her. It just was like, it was instant. I, I can't explain it. It happened instantly and I spoke to her. She put me onto the syndical. I had a meeting with the syndical because you can do that stuff in Sicily. You can do it here. You can do it here too. You can do it here. Yeah, yeah, on a different level. You can actually have um, a cup of coffee with the syndical. You can have dinner with them, lunch with them. They're just wonderful. They're so. Chat with the mayor and the deputy mayor. Come on. (laughs) He he was very very amicable and uh, and you know being a politician too, he just said yes to everything. And I said. And I shook his hand, Lena. I shook his hand, and I thought he thought when I left, because Eolo means the wind. Oh, does it? Yeah. He's gone. He's out of here. We'll never see him again. It took me two years to get back to that town to do it, but I came prepared. You know, I, I returned, and they were like, "Shit, he's back." But anyway, turnau, turnau, Anyhow, uh, the, going back to meeting Gaetano and Susanna from the Sicilian house was basically related to, after that, I went for a walk and there was a tabello. Oh, geez, my chair just sunk. There was a tabello, <laughs> there was a tabello on, the, um, on the wall and it said in English, the, the Sicilian house. Um, and I thought, oh, Sicilian wouldn't put something so English. I took a photo. I gathered my thoughts, went back to Ragusa. And then I, I started Googling. And when I put in the Sicilian house, Susanna appeared and she had all these blogs and her beautiful writing about Sicily. And, and I just went, oh, I just simply 
wrote a letter about my idea about re because uh, the syndical then took me to the library and gave me the original document I couldn't understand it it's like 18, uh, 17th century Italian but they said here is everything and I held on to these things for two years with me everywhere and I started researching and it was two years of research before I sculpted so and then I put myself on the line like I decided if she's going to be created it's going to be in an open studio in the main uh, stretch of the wow of the open studio open all all the time how, how she, tall does she stand she's she's not a big she's not a big statue she's very petite but she she's a scale of my partner Serena's sister of the time because I used her as my measuring <laughs> like a you know she stands I think what is it, about 130 or something like that oh I'm not kidding that yeah yeah like a she's shorter girl. than me yeah. <laughs> she's shorter <Yeah>. than me <laughs> so she's not because also I think in the original document she was smaller but I didn't want to do her too I wanted her yeah. to have a bit more her presence because I was not out to because a lot of I got a bit of criticism at one point by some of the historians saying he should reproduce her as she was I said, how do you know how she was? She was destroyed in thousands of pieces by the bishop. We don't know what she was. And I'm not out of respect to art as well. I will create her the way she will create herself. So that's what I did. And, and, and looking at the footage, it was immensely detailed. Um, your fingers, no, no, I watched your fingers they guided you, I, I, that's what I got from that footage, they guided you to all the curves, all the nicks, the crannies, the, the, the way that you used your fingers to make her was exquisite just watching you and watching your hands be guided to create that form. And I thought the video did a lot of um, complimentary work on to show oh, your, uh, your, your eyes in, in creation. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing. He was, he was. Everyone became crucial to this because I, I allowed everyone in. Because a lot of artists don't allow people in. You know, they. It's very, you know, this is this is the closed doors of studio. Um, with this instance, she was also being created because of the townspeople who missed her yeah. so much, and even the ones that didn't know that this story even existed. They took it on like uh, it, there were there was an and you know Sicily and those small towns have suffered a hell of a lot in the past, well forever. Um, that you know I sort of felt like I didn't know Polizzi. They say come if you came to Polizzi ten years ago, we were alive and we were in action and this and that. And now it's died and this. I didn't know. I just saw a I saw a town that was very tired and sleepy and um, I said you know. Uh, but that they 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 took me on to, and they still do today like a son there's no doubt about it well you're I part am, of the town now yeah it's you're part strange of the town. what you did for the town you actually resurrected the town you you created more of a different the economy the revenue people come up now to see her yeah you've yeah. given it a pulse you basically have given her a given the, the town a pulse it, and that pulse 
that you resonate within you is now in the statue. So she's the pulse of the city. Yeah. Well, you know, like I think there's so much more that, you know, always you think there's so much more that can be done. Um, but I guess things move a bit slower there. And uh, yeah, that was my intention too, is um, to also show that from nothing you can create something. And, and because too often you speak to the young Sicilians and they've already given up, you know what I mean? They're, they're like talking to a vacuum. I'm yeah. like, I shouldn't be the one the coppola, you should be wearing the coppola. You know what I mean? Like I said, the coppola came from nothing. You know, I started a business from nowhere and I said, and, and I kind of did it also to prove a point at one point through through just family members and that I said, watch how I can find something here and 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 create that. And because there's so much to give, as you guys know, from Sicily. There is so much. It's almost too much. There's too much. It's Any intense. good shoemakers? I want I want some nice shoes. <laughs> shoe shoe the shoe there's like young people that are getting back into shoemaking um, so there's definitely avenues what you want you will find in Sicily I can tell you that uh, the old wait. the old shoemakers they're they're now they're all dying and they they were the real artists and I met I met a few you know I met the guy that used to make my mum's shoes and the the fur uh, going back to the, the Coppola uh, in my mum's town um, there was a Sarto, he's now dead, and he died whilst I was there. And I went there because I wanted to make the, I think, Lena, I sent you an image of a vest, or I think I... Yeah, 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 yeah. wanted to make a, a new version of the Sicilian vest without losing the, you know, the traditional look. And, and I did research and I even went to the Museum of Clothing and calculated how many, how many buttons and all that sort of jazz. Anyway, I went to the Sarto. And I said, I need you to make me the first man. And everyone said to me, Elo, he's old, don't go to him. It's going to take you months. But I did it out of respect because I said, the first vest has to be made by this guy uh, to give me the permission to do what I have to do. So I must be a little bit mystic in that sense. He, that was his last item of clothing he made. He died after oh that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And... Um, and look, oh, <laughs> every time, have you noticed that every time you speak about that, you're going to fall off. Okay. Okay. So, so anyway, yeah. let's talk uh, about, let's talk oh, about yeah. how you and I were yes. at the same time. You, you, you weren't. Were you Ooh. in Polizzi when I was in Polizzi? You weren't. You you went back no, to I, Nonnas. Yeah, I either went back to Nonnas or I'd finished. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know exactly where. Or I could have come back to Australia. There was a possibility that I came back to do the work in Australia. And our timing wasn't there. But we kind of met through social media. Am I correct? Yeah. And, and you told me about the book that you'd read of Vincent Scavelli, correct? That's right. So what happened for me was that I met you because you were doing, you were doing, I think you were still, you were doing Agopola. You were you were in the city. You were doing still the stuff with the, with Agopola. And I said to you that I watched a documentary on Vincent Scavelli, the American right. actor, 
He was born in Polizzi. His, yeah. no, he wasn't born. His grandfather was born in Polizzi and he migrated to the States. And then yeah. Vincent Chevalli had lung cancer, was diagnosed with lung cancer and returned back to um, the town and stayed in the town. And for me, Polizzi was like calling me because then I met you when you were starting, you were starting to do the, the um, Isidip project. And then I met Suzanne. So it was three things in one that were called connected and they were all connected. We were all connected. Suzanne, Gaidano, yeah. Vincent, yeah. you. And cause when I, when I rock, when I went to Polizzi and the first thing I did was I said to, I stayed at the Sicilian house where Suzanne and Gaetano have. Um, I said to Maria and Giuseppe, is she here? And she was in the garage. Garage. <laughs> garage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I must have been in the garage. And so um, Maria opened up the, the, the garage and I just saw her. <laughs> I was like, must be quite surreal. Oh, she was just calling me. I said to her, you are absolutely gorgeous. I saw the old man, her, the young boy. I finally get to see you. You just, I was mesmerized by this beautiful creature that was centuries old and just being rebirthed by you. And then the next day I meet, I've got Serafino and Nino yeah. at the door wanting to take me where Vincent Chevalli's <laughs> apartment is. And I'm, Vincent Chevalli, no one's been allowed in there since he died. And that was 10 something, 15 years ago. And Sarah yeah. takes me in there and he goes, Carmela, so tu vuoi cucinare cardincia, tu vuoi cucinare, tu vuoi And he doesn't, he didn't yeah, let me cook. I'm gonna bring people, he goes, yeah, yeah, bring them, bring them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he yeah. takes me to his house and cooks me dinner with Nina. And I'm thinking, I don't know these people from anywhere. And they yeah. take me to to spend an evening with them. And Giuseppe and Maria, did you, by the way, did you eat at Obayu? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, can't, I can't count how many times I ate at Obayu. Yeah, I ate it everywhere you could eat. Nina, when yeah. we go to Sicily, we have oh, to lady. eat there because the lady, her name is Santina and her husband's name is Andrea. She's a big, buster, beautiful lady. She, <laughs> like a she she's wet while she's cooking, but she is absolutely, she, your palate dances. It has a oh, dance when you eat. Party in your and mouth, you, yeah. And you don't want to leave there, you're mesmerized. It is amazing. I'm actually honestly afraid of going to Sicily and not to wanting back. to come back and not coming back. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard because there's there's an amazing appeal but to there's it. There's a part yeah. of you that is from yeah. there. That's our that's our, our terra madre. That's our mother. Yeah, it is. That's what I call it, terra madre. We want to. We want a part of us wants to stay there, but we know that our calling and our life is here. So if we can Everyone. build two worlds and emerge yeah. to the two kingdom alive. the two kingdom of sicily melbourne and sicily very much i reckon we're going to stop this recording too and go into okay. the next one because it's a bit there it's longer so 
What do I say? What's the next one? So you want to tell everybody what the next episode is, Carmela? What are I we going to focus on? I think we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, about Isidid because we we really didn't get into it because you had Giovanni help you as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I, well, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And then yeah, we'll okay, let's do that. And then we'll go into the Essendon the project. Essendon project. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Eolo, so much Grazie. for sharing your story with us and taking us into the journey with you. It's it's it really is a wonderful. Experience. Thank you, guys. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everyone, thank you. for listening in. And you know what? Get stay tuned because you're going to have another it's glass of three. <laughs> and you're going to get stay tuned and you're going to enjoy <laughs> the next episode with Absolutely. Maestro. Eolo Paolo Butero. 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 Butero.